Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is our 76th podcast and I am Alex and I, I've returned after last week's live podcast. I welcome was going to call it fast but I actually thought it was brilliant. <laughs> you actually bothered to turn up today Alex, thank you very I much. I did, yeah. I thought I'd grace you with my presence. But yeah, well done Tom and Martin and Stuart for doing such a grand job. And thank Chris, you. who's and not Tilly. here today. Yeah. And uh, not Kilby though. No, no Kilby, Kilby. No, not rubbish Kilby. as usual. It was good fun though lads, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, was it? Actually no, it was kind of terrifying. Yeah, you know, the first 10 minutes were absolutely nerve-wracking. Really? And it kind of makes a difference with us sat like this. We yeah. obviously sit around in a circle and we do like this. When we were sat on the sofa, it kind of felt really weird, like having to, with the cameras there. And But yeah. I think it went well. Mm. I thought it was great. I'd like to do it again. And we almost uh, came off as professionals at one nearly, point. Nearly, yeah. yeah. Nearly, yeah. yeah. Apart from we sound al- problems. Yeah, sorry about that. We almost, did we talk about games at one point? We did try and talk about games that then arose, but nobody had actually played any games apart from me. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. And in our defence, to be fair, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't write on the game side, and neither does Chris. And Stuart's a video producer. But now I'm back. But now Alex yeah. is back, and you've played Zelda. Tell what's it what's it like, Zelda? Zelda's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't played Zelda, you should goddamn go and play it. Well, any got, of them. I've got an okay. N64. Start, home, o- so I'm start gonna, off with Ocarina yeah. of Time. What platform's that on? Uh, N64. I would say but wait until 3DS version yeah, 3DS out, coming yeah. soon. Ocarina of Time is coming to 3DS. Yes. yes. Okay. And that will you blow, heard it here first. blow your little nuts off. <laughs> will it? Yes. They are quite small. Yeah. And well, you'll, you'll have none fir- left. First knob gag within God. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> that was technically balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's, no, there's no knob mentioned there. So. But uh, so yeah, start with Ocarina of Time. Uh, I would play both the DS Zeldas because they're. Uh, I know that some people don't like them, but that, well, someone, they're, they're someone wrong. Someone asked me to rank them last week, and I find it really hard to do. But I would say start with Ocarina of Time, and then I'd say Wind Waker. After what's that. the one with the train? Um, uh, that is Spirit Tracks. Uh, Spirit Tracks, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what? I'd like to go back and play Majora's Mask because that was my second favourite. But I remember at the time, it's it's kind of confusing with the whole uh, three day cycle, it's and well it can hardcore, be painfully yeah. annoying. Uh, but then again, sailing around in Wind Waker is, can be a ball ache as well. But they are beautiful games, and uh, I've said many times before, if I could go and live somewhere outside of this planet, it would be in Hyrule, because yeah. it's the most amazing, magical place ever. Mm, okay. Maybe so we should it. do uh, a day where we just play a game we've never played before, and just play do. it from start to finish. I'd like to see you finish a Zelda game in one day, in one (laughs) sitting. I'd love to see that. But also Twilight Princess, that's a great game. Yeah, it's because I think Twilight Princess got a stick because it was just, it was going through the same motions again. But if you've never seen those motions before, it's probably, that's a good place to start as well. And also, that for me is part of the charm of Zelda is that you know, you don't have to kind of learn any new kind of major mechanics. It's all stuff that you've known before and it's just nice, a nice story. Mm. Very touching as well. It can be very, it, it can be a very, very emotional and okay. melancholy game. So for newbies, go get get a get a, a DS, not even a 3DS. Plug in a Zelda game and and lose the rest of your life because you'll be enjoying it so much. Yeah, but definitely get a 3DS with Ocarina when that comes. Alrighty, out. I'm sold. I'll see what I can do. There you go. Uh, so, uh, Tom, you've been doing some sweet BAFTA stuff this week, Talking haven't you? Talking of 3DS, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I was at the, uh, uh, I'm going to pronounce, get it the full title, BAFTA, be part of it, celebrating video mark. games at View Cinemas, Westfield, Shepherd's Bush. I think it's View Entertainment Cinemas, actually. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, I that was, must have been a massive poster. It was. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I was there on what day was it? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday night, and um, it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. We went down there. Uh, me and Dan were there with um, a video guy. Rich was down there, and. Uh, we went and um, got taken into the cinema. There was a little bit of talk from the head of BAFTA, who's also the head of Sony. That was good. There was a talk from the guy from View. He was also very interesting. He was saying they've installed these um, digital projectors in every single one of their cinemas uh, that can, you can just go up and plug your PlayStation or Xbox straight into. Um, so they're looking at doing more big uh, gaming on the big screen. So what is, you had like a bunch of IGN readers down there uh, as Two, well. 250 people um, with tickets. We were the ones pushing people towards the ticket page so most of them were IGN readers yep. and I met so many people down there so um, yeah if I met you on the night thank you very much it was very nice to meet you and someone mistook you for Chris I someone believe. mistook Chris Tilly twice <laughs> uh, after the second time I did give him a hug because I did feel a little bit sorry for him right. so um, yeah you know who you are um, but yeah it was really good awesome to meet loads of readers awesome to everyone seemed to love the podcast so thanks for listening it's, um, yeah absolutely uh, as I told everyone on the night it's like the only reason we do it is for, for the feedback and all the kind of stuff that we, we don't get anything out of it personally do we other than the sort of the joy of yeah it's fun to do yeah yeah. it's fun to do and if people enjoy it that's awesome Mm -hmm. so that was that was really good we got to play some motorstorm apocalypse on the cinema screen yeah and it's it's the extreme screen as well whatever that means yeah i mean it's 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 got to be their their imax screen or something it's shy of being an imax screen yeah the shimax (laughs) um but yeah the guys who played motorstorm were just absolutely buzzing off playing on the huge screen and yeah. I was just I sat bet, watching yeah. it and it was blowing my mind it was amazing there's a, a really cool video up on the site actually of, uh, which kind of gives you a flavour of the night and, and uh, also there's a lot of Vox Pops on the video and everybody is just absolutely blown away by it aren't they yeah really are and, and the, the 3DS, 3DS was there as well God, yeah the 3DS feedback everyone because um, yeah. I got told off for filming in the Nintendo area because we didn't know we couldn't film in there, and the lady came over and goes, "Yeah, we just gotta we gotta make sure that everyone's happy with what people have been saying." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Everyone who's seen yeah. it has been blown away. Yep. People were saying it's magic. People were saying like they'd gone in skeptical." Well, it was Paul Daniels there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's one for the target audience. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Look and that one up, so there was literally nothing but good things said about the Nintendo 3DS, and with good reason. Every time I play it, it, it tickles my little brain. Because obviously we've had the, the Japanese are in the office now for what ten days. Or we've so? had the European one we've had the for European. about the same time. Yeah, yeah. it's just no European games. games. Yeah, but, and everybody just still kind of wants to get their hands on it. In the it office, well, I've been I've had it by my side <laughs> for pretty much two weeks now because yeah. I'm doing a couple of reviews for it, and after two weeks, it hasn't lost its magic no. at all. It's but like it's still I, every time I turn it on, it's like I still can't believe what I'm seeing. I still think it's absolutely a wonderful machine. When we got Connect and when we got Move in the office, you know, I think people kind of tired of it quite quickly. Mm. It, it sat there quite unloved, but I don't think that's going to happen with 3DS, is it? No, no. I'm still not convinced on buying it day one though. I I dreamt about buying you, it day you know, one. You know what? Because I, I was uh, I think we addressed this in a, a podcast recently, but I was kind of cynical about the launch lineup, thinking it was a bit a bit ass. Yeah. Thinking, what would you really want to get pilot wings aside? Yeah. Having played Ridge Racer and Pez, um, Pez for me is the best Pez has been since like Pez 5, I think. Is that because it is Pez 5? Pretty much. <laughs> right. But okay. it's just, I haven't been this excited about a Pez game for years. And a lot of that is down to the hardware itself, but it doesn't mm. help. It doesn't, um, yeah, it doesn't harm it that it's an awesome, awesome Pez game as well. No. Um, and Ridge Racer 3D has really, really surprised me. 
I still need to spend more time on it because obviously I've only played it for sort of little bits here and there, mm. and it it has made my eyes go a bit funny. It has mine so. as well. Now we're both glasses wearers, and I'm not sure if it's really weird because I've been playing it for quite extended periods, and I've and now you can see into the future. Yeah, it's it's, re- wow. it's really quite upset, upsetting because <laughs> I, I can see the horrible fate that awaits us all. Um, that aside, uh, I can also because I have a 3D unfold all the time. When I look at normal screens, I look at it like it's a 3DS. And I just get really freaked. I stop, I'm trying to, and because I think you see everything. Your depth perception. Oh my God. I, know, I see everything. I keep walking 3D. into things. Wow. <laughs> and I have this weird effect when I look at when I look at flat 2D screens. Now I'm trying to look at it, and I'm trying to I'm looking for depth in it, and not. So seeing you're it really there. sold really, on 3D, aren't you? I'm not. No, we're not in cinemas. I'm not. Not in cinemas. But when we went to see uh, AVP, uh, yeah. and you you played a bit of that in 3D. 3, you 3D and gaming makes gaga. You loved it so 3D much. 3D and gaming makes so much sense, but not movies. Doesn't make as much sense. I think yeah, there's, there's there's an application for it in movies, but I think it's a perfect fit in gaming. The two go really well mm. together. What's the longest you've played your 3DS with 3D on? Um, I would say about two hours, which and is as long as the battery lasts, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. And yeah. did you not re- have you really not had any side effects? You not you didn't fi- find that it, it didn't hurt. Was that all that happened is when I looked at the 2D screens after they had a weird effect because I think my eyes were trying to look at it like it was a 3DS. Mm. Um, and then there was just a slight strange after effect. But I that like can't that. be good for you. No, no. This is what this is. I feel like, like I'm a really. Drugs, I, I feel like I'm a really old fart though. Thinking, oh, that's yeah. not good for your eyes. Yeah. You're going to wear your eyes out. And obviously, you know, they must have done all sorts of kind of. Uh, they must have looked into this over the years and decided that it's absolutely 100 percent safe. Are you I had sure? some independent researcher uh, approach me this week for a news story, which I thought was kind of scurrilous tabloid stuff. So we didn't run right. it, but it's about. Um, 3DS, uh, about how people are concerned about it. It's like 60% of Brightons are concerned about 3DS affecting your eyesight. 60% of who? Of what? Brightons. Britons. Oh, Britons. Oh, people that lived like, in Britain. Uh, yeah. Brighton. That's what, what? I thought. That's I thought it was such a random... Britons. Brightons. Not Brightons. Britons. Britons. Is it? Yes. Yeah. But that's... There's a clue there. We live in Britain. And I know it's spelled yeah, with it's a T-O-N. It's spelled, it's spelled different, it's but it's, spelled just, it's a written thing. Brightons. Oh, my oh good God. Lord. Apologies, listeners, that yeah. we have someone with questionable knowledge on our team. At least he knows how to write it. He doesn't have I to say it. Works, it. It's one of those things I've never said out loud. Sorry, like like beastlings. Yeah, like beastlings. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many holes in your fake calibre. We get beastlings and brightons. I can use all the time. <laughs> so we move on? <laughs> just to wrap up then, I just want to say thanks to everyone that came down. It was yeah. an awesome event. We are planning to do more stuff like that in the future. And as I told everyone who we, I met there next time we do a meet and greet just come down like you can come to that but you can't come to the pub with us what's going on so yeah. come down come down we'll Absolutely. be another meet and greet pretty soon so yeah. keep them peeled so uh, this week's news um, Microsoft has come out singing that they have sold 10 million connects uh, that is that's actually shipped to retail that's not sold to consumers um, which works out at roughly uh, 133,333 every single day do you think that means they're actually going to make some games for it at some point yeah, well, exactly. It is very quiet, isn't it? That's I literally th- don't know anyone who's playing it. No, and it's pretty really strange because it's, it's not like the Wii when that came out, yeah. and even like people's mums were playing it. I didn't even like. I don't know many mums, but I've not heard anyone going, "Yeah, you need to get this." Or no, there's there, not well, been a killer app for it yet, is there? There must be someone somewhere who's playing it. In fact, listeners, you sh- you should let us know if if you bought Connect and you're still playing it, then then do get in touch. IGN UK feedback IGN dot com. Mm. But as you were saying, Stu here. 
no one's touched it yeah. in well, I think since Christmas, pretty much. We've had to move out a few times. Yeah, but that's yeah, literally to play ball, though, isn't it? <laughs> so hardly the cutting edge of gaming. But it's like some marketing guy has got some strange obsession of watching, which is yeah, it's just kind of sitting down and smoking a cigar in the middle of the afternoon, having a quick game of ball, and that's it. So <laughs> sounds like a rather pleasant life. Well, it is, yeah, yeah. But I would hardly say it's what the uh, PlayStation Move was designed yeah. for. What's uh, the? I've heard that they're, they're looking at rolling out Connect for PCs and all sorts of stuff now. Yep. It should be here. It's you know. Well, that, do you think that'll be the same, the actual same physical connect, or, or do you think they'll bring out different ones? I don't know. Oh well, the SDK just got went out recently, didn't it? So that's going to be, um, so that's going to open it up and hopefully mean you're going to be loads, loads more exciting applications for mm. it. What does an SDK stand for? Software development kit. Well done. Thank you, Stuart. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have left that with Monty, actually, shouldn't we? We'll see what bizarre nonsense he comes out with. <laughs> Software development kite. Silicon dream nights. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I did read that, the, the, <laughs> that it got a Guinness World Record for the fasting selling. Yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, true? so there's a quote from uh, Gaz Reeves, sorry, Gaz Deves from Guinness saying the sales figures here speak for themselves. According to independent research, no other consumer electronics device sold faster within a 60-day time span, which is an incredible achievement considering the strength of the sector. I don't know if anyone knows Gaz here, but that's exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> exactly. My name's Gaz Deeves, and I work for Guinness World Records. And so they sold more. There's more. More. Sorry, there's people bought. There's more Connects got bought than iPads. No, more Connects got sold through to retailers. Yes. Uh, I mean, I can't obviously can't see into people's houses to see Connects, but again, because I've been through yes for so long, I actually can see into people's houses. <laughs> right. Can you see if there's any Connects out there? I can't see any out there, and all the ones I can see are gathering dust. The other thing is, I can't actually remember how many. So this is for the first sixty days on sale. I don't know how many iPads were sold in that kind of time frame, but ten million is an awful lot. It is, isn't it? Connects. Mm. So, but yeah, it'd be int- a interesting to know how many of those actually got into um, uh, consumers' homes, and b. How many people are still using? I'd be interested it? to see how the 3DS as well goes uh, when it sells because I know Nintendo have got ridiculously high expectations of it and um, think it's going to be bigger than a wee bigger than the DS. I think a lot of it's down to actual manufacturing keeping up with that though, isn't it? Yeah. If they can make enough of them. Yeah, because I, well, I think I, well, I think they're hoping to meet demand on day one. Right. But I guess they would. So there you go. That is uh, Connect News. Uh, Martin, you've got some stuff about PS3. PS3 news, PS3 update news. Everyone loves a firmware update. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, they happen every day these uh, this yeah. road, don't they? Uh, and so didn't that happen down at View? What? Oh, <laughs> sorry, I wasn't listening. What did you say? Did, did, you, had a, you had a uh, you didn't have a firmware update on the big screen. Yeah, the view. it was hilarious. Yeah, they were on the massive screen, and we were in there doing the testing, and the guys plugged in the PlayStation, turned it on, and went, "Yeah, you need to do a firmware update." Brilliant. Brilliant. It just took an hour and, and a half. The giant, the biggest, um, uh, what do they call it, um, the cross media bar I've ever seen. It was amazing. <laughs> like, each symbol was about the size of a car. They would have been updating to firmware three point six zero. Yeah, which I did last night. Oh. What does that do, Martin? Uh, for the exciting thing for us. Uh, is that it brings cloud saving, which is pretty cool. It means you can take your saves anywhere, play them anywhere. So does that mean if you die in Final Fantasy VII, you can come back to life? Uh, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> you don't get it. I do get it, but yeah. I just chose not to laugh. Brilliant. Good. Don't look at me. <laughs> I'm just. I'm operating on another level. How, yeah, that, totally. That's what it is. Uh, cloud nine. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> so just uh, have you tried it yet? I haven't tried it yet. No. Does it? Do, I've been trying it this weekend. Though. I'm quite. I can't, looking can't get my words out. But if you, st- does it, you have to save it differently. 
on the, in the menus of a game? Because I, I, I haven't tried it. I'm not going to pretend to know how the actual technicalities of how it works. Mm. But That's what you need exciting. to know is that the, your save game is currently floating above us somewhere. Wow. No. So this is all because then you can go outside, pick up your brand new, whatever the hell that PSP thing is called, and go and take your start your game again there. I assume that's the, the whole point of it, is it? Well, the NGP thing? Yeah. Do we, do we address mm. that? That was a, a kind of a, a half-truth, that all about being able to play PS3 games during yeah, NGP. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I guess it for minis and but things why, like that, why, you'll why be able bother, to, Why you? bother doing it then? Oh, so you can take, if you've got a save game, you want to play, go around to a friend's house, or like us, if you've got multiple PS3s. Yeah, I think right. that that's more the case. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's not like... Um, the old Xboxes where you just kind of, you know, take your hard drive off and sling it in a new machine. It's obviously everything's built in. But I guess you can stick it onto a USB, but yeah. now it's saved in that there ether. I don't trust that there cloud. That's a good point. What happens if what, what happens, happens if it rains? Yeah. Thunder. <laughs> and lightning. Rain save files. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be handy when you're on the tube, isn't it? Being able to save to a cloud. Oh, wait when, a second. When do you ever play PS3 on the tube? What are you on about, you strange old man? <laughs> what about if you're playing it in a cellar with no Wi-Fi access? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's your it. games room. Shh. Can we take his microphone off him? <laughs> that six, sits next to your dungeon rack. No, I don't know but there's uh, the three points, uh, firmware 3.60 brings up some other implications which Sony would be happy about in that the um, obviously the jailbreak thing has been all the rage, or at least uh, all in the news a lot recently. Mm. Uh, apparently 3.60 um, firms up the PS3 again. Firms it up. Firms it up, yeah. Stops people hacking it for... Yeah, ooh, for how long? Five days. Should we have a, should we have a sweepstake on it? How long we think it will they stay They say, unhacked? though, because of... Um, basically, it's, it's changed its whole security system completely with, with uh, 3.6. Uh, and because of the amount of legal shenanigans going on after it was hacked last time, that they're thinking hackers just aren't going to bother this time. They're just going to leave it be. No, they won't. Oh dear. They they they're living in they're living in their own cloud. Is is that the, the new um, failsafe system? <laughs> oh, they'll leave it alone. It'll be yeah, fine. Brilliant. <laughs> don't worry about it. It sounds like the way I do DIY. <laughs> just don't go near it. It'll be all right. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's it's uh, for now the PS3 is safe again. Yeah. Saved. Is this? I take it they've locked down where you can boot from because wasn't it you could boot from USB and all sorts of things like that and that was one of the reasons, one of the ways people could hack into it. And I think one of the lockdowns is you won't be able to do that anymore. Yep. Cool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks for that, Martin. <laughs> right, hands up. Who loves a video game movie? I've seen. Oh, you know, I've got yeah, the. Uh, I've many watched of them. Uh, the Far Cry. I say I watched the Far Cry film. Uh, I about in about the space of five minutes, I flicked through to all the scenes. My friend told me were really good. Is this the Eve Bowl one? Yeah. And. It's really faithful to the game. What, so lots of running around in the jungle? Oh, the shirts. The guy wears the same shirt. Wow. Yeah. That's what you meant by being faithful. Yeah. Everything else is completely off topic. But his shirt, it's very yeah. similar. Sorry, Tom, go on. Yeah, so uh, people, obviously everyone loves a video game movie. They're yes. always really well done. So yeah. it's good news that GK Films have announced that they're making another Tomb Raider movie. GK Films? Yeah, funnily enough, they're actually that? quite a big deal. Uh, right. The guy who runs GK Film is a, a British guy, I guess. I, well, as far as I know, because I read an interview with him recently in possibly Empire, but um, his, his company works with Johnny Depp quite a lot, um, and they recently made The Town, Rango, uh, The Tourist. Um, he also works with Martin Scorsese to do um, his films as well. Right. Yeah. So it's quite kind of a big deal, I guess, that this guy's picked it up. Um uh, they say they're very excited to be rebooting what is already a hugely successful film franchise uh, and continuing the Tomb Raider phenomenon. Hmm. I guess it this ties is... in with the reboot of the mm. game series yeah. happening this yeah. year, which is going to make it... When they say hugely successful, this is obviously some use of the word hugely successful I'm not familiar with. In the past. Uh, British Treasure <laughs> Hunter... Uh, yeah, sorry, the first movie... The two um, Tomb Raider movies made over $430 million at the global box office. Told me. But, uh, but so, then again... That was ages ago. That's when people gave a shit about Tomb Raider. 
And I think yeah, there's still... Maybe they will with the reboot. some people still care about Tomb Raider, but nowhere near as many. It's still a massive brand, and if the reboot reboots it well, the video game reboot, that is, it as could long- work. Because there's always going to be a younger Lara in the new um, mm. Tomb Raider. So I'm thinking, because obviously Jodie can't be too... Get, uh, get rid of Angelina Boring. Lara Gap, but who, would be, who do you think would make oh, a good... Oh, come on, it's yeah. obvious. Is it? Is it? Gemma Arterton, come on. She yeah. has to oh, be yeah. Oh, yeah. Lara Croft. That would be amazing. That would work. Yeah. yeah. She would just be epic. She's she's not young enough to do portray the the new Lara from the game though, because the new Lara from the game is like like late teens or something. She's like about that, nineteen or something. We know yeah. why not. If everyone's excited about it, we're not excited. But yeah, everyone's um kind of interested in the Uncharted she's movie. Done, so why she, not? Too she's done one. video game movies before. She was in Prince of Persia, and she's definitely hot. And she's definitely hot. She's yeah. kind of got that posh English girl thing going mm. on that Lara Croft has as well. So I think that's. Yeah, let's start the campaign here. There's yeah. also a Doom movie as well, is that? Yeah, which is my next bit of news. Doom reboot in the works, a 3D uh, reboot of Doom. See how I excited that, I am about I, that. I guess that <laughs> does need to be 3D, really, seeing as it's like the first FPS. I didn't watch the uh, Doom film, but it apparently had that first person scene in it, which was very good. We really? had the whole section played out in first. We person. had the rock in it, didn't it? That's all I know about the Doom movie. I do. I do kind of want to watch it. It sounds interesting. It was not Pike in it as well. Apparently, the old Doom movie. Was what? Rosamund Pike. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of Rosamund like Pike. Um, and that's, I presume, Tiny of Doom 4 as well, which is going to be coming out soon. Excited about Doom 4? No. Oh, well, oh, sorry. Uh, the game? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, uh, Yeah. We're st- we don't know much about it because Rage is going to come out first and it's its next project after Rage. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think there's every reason to be excited about it. Yeah. There was talk so, not when, so sure originally the when the original Doom came out that the next Doom movie was going to be inspired by Doom 4, so there could be a tie-in afoot. A mm. Two things. Um, uh, it's quite interesting to say that they, uh, that the people making the Doom reboot say that they were excited by the success of G.I. Joe's success. So, Rise of the Cobras. Was, I think that, that had some passable moments in it. I'm not saying for, that. For an action, you know, for a dumb action movie. Yeah. If you switch, it's one of those films, if you switch your brain off, uh, and just take it for what it is, which is kind of a theme park ride in front of a cinema screen, you'll enjoy it. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, so, readers, get in touch. Let us know who you want to see as Lara Croft in the new Tomb Raider movie and also what you want from the Doom 3D reboot. Reboot. Yeah. Reboot. reboot. Yeah. Now, um, a couple of weeks back, we talked about Wii Dare, which was uh, coming out, which is coming out or was coming out on the Wii, which is the game where you put the controller down the back of your pants and somebody spanks you and it's all a bit pathetic and a bit kind of um, childish. Oh, that's the word, sexy. sexy. Not pathetic and childish, yeah. that's right. Anyway, uh, the bad news is, if you uh, wanted to spank your partner with a Wiimote, is you won't be able to do it in the UK because they've decided that they're not going to bother bringing it out over here. Well, well, you can do it, but just not to the game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's a very good point. You can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could still put the Wiimote down in trousers, I suppose. Yeah. Just whatever floats your boat. Um, so, yeah, because it, they were giving it a 12... Uh, I think it was a, tw- a, a 12, 12 Peggy rating. Peggy yeah. rating. Um, and so uh, Ubisoft have just said, you know what? We'll leave it, thanks. We're Ubisoft have made such a massive cock-up with this. Yeah. Because uh, I was speaking to Peggy about it this week, and they um, they were kind of upset because it shine, puts them in a bad light, the whole thing, because everyone's saying, why are Peggy only giving this game a 12+, plus? and then mm. their response was, um, we rate the, the game as not the advertising. Yeah. And yeah. obviously the, the game had very little to do with the adverts. Got absolutely it zero to do with it. Yeah, it's it was like... a complete cock-up in marketing, and they thought it'd be really cool to do this edgy sexy abbots it'd be like doing a, a gears of war strip poker thing or something like that so every time you kill a locust you have to get your tits out or something that's basically that's what ubisoft has done <laughs> so it's not coming out here it's not coming out in the states that leaves kind of europe well they love it in europe don't they? yeah they love it do you think they'll be selling it un- uh, under the counter in uh, like sex shops in soho <laughs> there's quite a lot of, there's quite a lot of games which um invite you to put the control down your pants there's at least one other one i can think of what is res 
Oh, yeah. How does it invite you? I think that's a it funny came with the vibrator. The transfer. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't pop up on the screen. Would you please now insert the thing down your trousers? Yeah, but the whole thing doesn't, was there to like put up your invite you to play it. It was <laughs> there to put in your pants. Right. That's how you interpret it. That's how I played it. Right. Bridge. Let's not, even get started, let's not even get started on PlayStation Move. <laughs> anyway, we've got some uh, movie news to finish off this so, week's roundup. Yeah, some more movie news. Sylvester Stallone apparently isn't going to be directing Expendables 2. Is that because he's 150 years old? <laughs> he apparently he's going to star in it, but he's looking for oh. someone else to uh, to direct it. So that leads me to believe he's probably got, got another directorial thing coming up. Um, do, is, do, he is he a good director? He, well, he did... Um, which ones did he do? He did Rocky, didn't he? Yeah, which is the, the Rocky reboot. Yeah. No, didn't he do the original Rocky? Yeah. Yes, he did, yeah. Did he? Yeah. He wrote it. He oh, did okay. it as well. And he also oh, wrote Saturday Night it. Fever. Did you know that? That's no. Bollocks. True. True story. True story. No. True story. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check. Well, I'm Fact check this. No, no, Tom, you, you keep going about the movie news. I'll check. Have you ever heard that? Yep. Yeah, you've heard that. Yep. Yeah, really? just check check script writers. I will. I will. He either did that or he wrote the sequel, but he did write one of them. Anyway, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, the sequel's just as good. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Staying alive. Yes. Well, it's not just as good, but. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, you notice what you're doing? You're you're throwing out these bold statements and then retracting them straight away. This is how I roll, Alex. <laughs> this is how I roll. This is how I got the job as well. As you may have noticed, um, Anthony Hopkins could be the bo- uh, villain in Bond 23, apparently. He's close to signing a deal to play the villain. Apparently, the only stumbling block seems to be the number of films he's signing up for. So there's a chance the character they want him to play could be a regular feature like Blofeld back in the day. He's going through that uh, stage in his career where he's just doing it for the cash now, isn't he? Yeah. Do you think he gets to wrestle a bear? Oh, God. Daniel Craig is going to dress up as a bear and then wrestle him. And then they have a fight. That'd be yeah. good. But that's that's according to the Sun, so that sounds like absolute tosh to me. Because um, uh, Javier Bardem's been linked, as is Re- Ralph Ray Fiennes. Um, all we know is that Sam Mendes is directed and Daniel Craig's going to be Bond. I'd like to um, see Ray Fiennes, actually. I'd I think he'd be really good. Yeah, really, really cool, nasty kind of guy. Talking to someone who's just doing it for the money, I watched Taken last night. Brilliant. Liam Neeson and I was thinking have you never seen was, it before no I've never seen it before I, uh, I was thinking what's well, his big breakthrough really in my mind was uh, Schindler's List yeah and then I'm thinking he's come a long way hasn't he he's <laughs> making Taken I will tear down the Eiffel Tower well, he's not Arnie but I don't actually remember it being that bad Taken is dreadful, but is in, it? A, in a good way. It. It's a really, really good bad movie. Okay. It's, it's so camp, and <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's just ridiculousness. Oh, ex special forces, and his yeah. daughter gets kidnapped. It's just, oh, it's so silly. And it doesn't matter how many. Alex, I think you may have a uh, conclusion. I do. Yes. Yeah, so he's actually written loads of stuff, Sylvester Stallone. So yeah. uh, I'll tell you about the the question we're talking about uh, in a minute. But obviously, all of the Rocky films yeah. he wrote. He wrote the screenplays for all of the Rambo films. Um, didn't know most of them had screenplays well exactly um, Cliffhanger screenplay love that um, what else have we got here yeah the new the the Rocky reboot um, and uh, obviously the new Rambo movie but he didn't write um, Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Fever. Fever he wrote uh, Staying Alive uh, so I was almost right well you were wrong <sighs> okay but he wrote the second one right <laughs> yes he wrote the second one cool there we go uh, but his first ever uh, writing uh, gig was on The Lords of Flatbush whatever that is <laughs> I don't Never know. seen it. Never heard of it. Was that when he was the Italian Italian stuff? Sounds sexy though, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, probably. I like being the Lord of Flatbush. 
Anyway, <laughs> is that it for uh, uh, movie news? I'm going to come out of this podcast. You're going to look up Lord of Flatbush and, re- and think that you really wish you hadn't said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for for this week's news. Um, and next week uh, is the video game BAFTAs, and IGN is a partner with uh, BAFTA, and we will be live streaming the awards on our site. Uh, but in the build-up to that, we're going to talk about some of the awards and the nominations that have been announced so far. I've got a list here. So so tell us what are some of the bigger categories that are happening next week. There's obviously um, a whole world of games up for a whole world of different categories. I'll pick some highlights here uh, and we're going to go through them and see who we think should win. Go for it. Action. Action. For this we have Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Battlefield Bad Company 2, Bioshock 2, Call of Duty Black Ops, God of War 3 and Halo Reach. God of War 3. I would hope so. Really? Yeah. Really? As an action game. Oh my god, the fir- seriously, the first hour of that. Such a weird thing is quite loosely defined action because I would say just in terms of the game I think it's the best. Obviously I'd go for Halo Reach out of that lot. I mean, yeah, but that's cuz you're too. incredibly wrong. Mm. Seems like God of War 3 has kind of been forgotten about because it came out so early last year yeah. now everyone seems to have dismissed it. I think the God of War as good as God of War 3 is as well, the God of War series spunk gets loads of God of War 2. You just couldn't couldn't top that. I disagree. The opening hour of God of War 3 is the most amazing intro to any game it I've is. seen. So what you, you, you want God of War 3 to win, that's where your, your money Out is. Out of that lot, yeah. You don't uh, think Ask Creed Brotherhood is, is worth it or too short? Well, I, I, again, I think if you're going to aim a criticism of it being the same as the last one, it's like, well, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Halo, Jesus Christ, is exactly the same yeah. as all the others. Screw you. Yeah, exactly. Artistic achievement. Oh, this is interesting. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood again. Yep. Yep. Call of Duty Black Ops again. God of War 3, again, uh, Heavy Rain, Limbo, um, quite interestingly, mm. and Mass Effect 2. Limbo. Limbo. I'd me. say Limbo as yeah, well. Yeah, Limbo. Doing something completely different. And also, yes, and as uh, it is a game which is I'd very still, much defined I, by its aesthetic. If, if Limbo cool. wasn't in there, I'd probably say Heavy Rain. Yeah. I don't think Heavy Rain... Mm, very grey and wet, I, I, I guess. No, but it's, it's not that, but it's just the way that, you know, the controls are integrated into it. I think it's a really kind of clever and nice way of doing it. I'd love, it'd be great to see Limbo win as well. I think it'd be a really good... Yeah. Um, boon for uh, that kind of indie developer kind of prove a point wouldn't it that you know these these smaller games are e- easily the equal of, of games that have millions and millions yeah. of pounds mm-hmm. worth of development behind Absolutely. them as long as the core idea is good uh, Limbo crops up again in the best game category uh, with Assassin's Creed Brotherhood again FIFA 11 Heavy Rain Mass Effect 2 um, and my personal choice which would be Super Mario Galaxy 2 what out do you of reckon? all those mm. it's, a, it's a tough one it is a tough one might have hit, hit Mario Galaxy 2 is probably... Mario, seeing as Mario Galaxy 2 is obviously it, it um, flies very close to its predecessor Mario Galaxy, but that's no bad thing because that's one of the best games ever made. Mm. See, the one thing that's missing from... See, I haven't played Mass Effect 2 and everyone raves about how good that is. It is good, but... I'm absolutely loving it at the moment. Yeah. Absolutely loving it. And uh, obviously got uh, IGN Game of the Year as well, so... I really enjoyed Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, but I didn't finish it. And, you know, that to me is normally an indicator of... Uh, it was really enjoyable, but I did feel like I'd seen them feel, done you it. You didn't feel that need to just no. keep going back and keep I, going back? Because I'd done it all before on Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. But obviously there's a big glaring omission from the whole list. Which is? There is. Which is a cowboy-shaped hole. Yeah. Well, that's um, because of uh, Rockstar's refusal to partake. Well, exactly. But that would have been my my game of last year. But obviously... Um, so, uh, Actually, I haven't <coughs> that. There's quite, there is, there is some strange omissions in the BAFTA list. Um 
you you're on the panel though, aren't you? Or not for these no, ones. No, I was on the panel for the the game, <coughs> the game category, which is voted for by the uh, the public. public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the only award where Red Dead is in it because Rockstar didn't put forward the game. Because to be nominated for a BAFTA, you have to put your game forward, and because they didn't get any uh, awards for GTA 4, they had a hissy fit and said, "You can't, you can't have our game." But going back to the action category, I'd say Bayonetta for me has to be in there, as does Vanquish. Like having sat on a judging panel and you've got like, I don't know, 16 people sat around the table, um, yeah. stuff is, is naturally going to get lost with people championing their own thing. Like in the um, the award that I was on, I was I tried to put forward Battlefield Bad Company ahead of Black Ops because that's my opinion. I think yeah. it's, a, it's a better game. But, you know, if you're outvoted, you're outvoted. So and, you, and you no, can't have every single Black game Black Ops in is such a juggernaut. It, people are just, I, it's so, it's, it's too, uh, to me, it doesn't make much sense. Black Ops being artistic achievement and Enslaved, uh, which is a fantastic artist achievement isn't even yeah. mentioned in there which yeah. is a and Bayonetta still I mean because I think Bay- Bayonetta is a beautiful looking game yeah. and I, it's it's one of the few games I've played from start to finish and utterly utterly enjoyed every minute of it mm-hmm. but but yeah the one thing I'll say is that you know everyone has a completely different opinion and yeah. there were so many people around my table that loved Black Ops and I don't and I'm quite vocal about it so they were wrong each to their own <laughs> uh, moving wrong. on gameplay uh, we've got Assassin's Creed Brotherhood God of War 3 Heavy Rain, Limbo, Mass Effect 2, and Super Mario Galaxy 2. It's got to be Mario Galaxy, surely. Yeah. Are you what, do, yeah. what do you define as gameplay? Something that's fun to play. Yeah? Yeah, the actual process of the game itself. Not Heavy it Rain, then. Because, I mean, you know, that's... It's doing stuff that's different, but it's not... If it was uh, gameplay innovation, then maybe mm. it should have won that. But I think for pure fun, you can't beat... Um, Mary Galaxy. Right. I think that's a clear winner in that category. Finally, we've got two more to go. Uh, story, um, an interesting category. We've got Alan Wake, Bioshock 2, Call of Duty Black Ops, New Vegas, Heavy Rain, and Mass Effect 2. Again, Enslaved. I don't understand why Enslaved's not in here. Yeah. Because Enslaved had an absolutely fantastic story. Did it? Above and beyond everything else in it. Right. So I didn't think as a game it actually was that great. Uh, and I thought it just looked okay, but the story was really, really good. Mm. Personally, I'd say looking at the, those from the the ones that I've played, actually in terms of a story that you can follow and you get involved, I'd say Heavy Rain. Like, I would say Heavy Rain yeah. as well. Yeah. It's, 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 obviously, it's very movie-like, but um, I, I find with things like Mass Effect 2, I know I never played Mass Effect 1, but if you want to dip in and try and follow the story, I mean, I mean I'm loving the gameplay and I'm loving all the different aspects of the game, but... Um, I'm finding it impossible to follow what what the story is. Yeah. Again, I think if there wasn't for that one cowboy shaped mission, then I think that would have been a clear winner yeah. story yeah. If, that yeah. was, uh, if that was in there. And finally, um, we've got the Game Award of 2010, uh, which we've got Call of Duty Black Ops. So this is voted for by the public. Yeah. Uh, so we've got Black Ops, Dance Central, FIFA 11, Halo Reach, Heavy Rain, Limbo once again, Mass Effect 2, Hot Pursuit, Red Dead, and Super Mario Galaxy 2. Well, the question is, what do we think will win it? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be Call of Duty. Yeah, I'd be amazed if it if, wasn't. It, 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 yeah, if 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 Call of Duty players voted with their feet. Yeah. How that it's the biggest selling game in last year. Yeah. If they all vote for it. Yeah. Why would they so, vote with their feet, Tom? They all had their arms chopped off. Because they're too busy playing the game with their hands. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got their feet on the on the keyboards <laughs> voting. Right. See. Yeah. They're, they're still, makes makes sense. They're still playing multiplayer. Oh, okay. Uh, but I think it would be lovely to see Red Dead win something because I, th- I think it's a shame that Rockstar haven't, haven't put it forward because I think it's I would say it's probably got a much better chance of winning stuff than GTA did um, all those I years mean, ago the thing is with COD Blops it's Charlie Sheen's game of choice yeah <laughs> <laughs> can I just ask handheld is there any reason why we think that um, uh, Metal Gear Solid didn't make it in Peace Walker 
Well, I wasn't on that panel, but I would have absolutely put that forward. It seems strange yeah. that Lego Harry Potter years one to four has made it through. Um, yeah, again, it's a weird one because I'm not sure if, if there's iPhone games that are on there. I'm not sure why only Cut the Ropes made it. Yeah. Well, no, it's just a, a very, it's a popular choice. Mm. It's weird because mm-hmm. um, when you have the Os- Oscars don't just award the most popular the, the things with the biggest box office balls, they actually do it on artistic, or kind of an artistic merit. I know it's the... It's a bit more complex than that, and it's not quite as um, that's quite an idealistic view of it. But still, this, a lot of this seems to be based on what's sold well and what's popular, as opposed to actually choosing, looking at games on their own merit. Yeah, and, and I actually thought the Leighton game was the worst out of the three, personally. Mm. I, 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 again, finishing that was a bit of a chore. But yeah, if uh, if God of War goes to Sparta, which is a good game, is in there, then uh, Peace Walker absolutely deserves to be in there, and it's a it's a shame that it's not. Okay, so uh, when have these been announced? Uh, next Wednesday, the 16th. So you can watch the live stream on IGN yeah. from about 8.30pm. And we'll be down there with the Game Changer winner. Yes, we yep. will, which is uh, happening this week. So very exciting. Game Changer and, uh, winners, sorry. Yeah, yeah we'll, be, um, we'll be there. Tom, you'll be live tweeting and doing stuff from the event. Um, plus, we'll be doing a load of filming and Martin will be looking doing? for free, pa- free champagne, I think. Yeah. Probably. Well, okay. you, you went last year, right? Yeah, yeah, I think I think I did. Any, yeah, I did. Really any sort of expectations as what canapes we can look forward to? Actually, because I was, or is it a full dinner? So the one thing I will say, yeah, is that we're sat backstage. Yeah. So we don't get the same uh, treatment as we do front of stage. Will we get curly yeah. sandwiches. We we will we will be <laughs> providing our own food. Last yes. year was fantastic. Actually, <laughs> had there because it was me and Moto. Um, Got accepted on the uh, on the, the fellowship, is it? What is it? Yes. Um, yeah. Fellowship and he gave a really stirring speech, and it was the first time I'd ever seen Miyamoto in the flesh. Yeah, you and Matt were almost crying. It was really emotional. <laughs> I've never seen Miyamoto before, so it was quite a special moment for me. Uh, this year it's Molyneux, which is is exciting in the same way. Yeah. But I've um, but the fact that we've I done a podcast to, with him, yeah, sat next to Molyneux and made him, we made him hold a sausage up over his head. So yeah. maybe we'll take the audio magic. recorder and see if we can get some uh, snippets of uh, interviews of people while we're there. Yeah, I, al- podcast, I also right. think we should take a sausage with us and see if he'll Just do it again case. on stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember <laughs> this, Peter. <laughs> Brilliant. So, looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be a uh, be a lot a lot of laughs. We should take some photos of us all suited and booted, though, because if we're all going to wear tuxes. Yeah, you can hold we the just, camera. Yeah, I, I see. I look out of place in a tux. It just it doesn't doesn't quite yeah, sit right. You can forget the words of tux. Just look out of place. Yeah. Okay, what's happening next week? So yeah, what games are coming out that our lovely listeners can look forward to? Um, next week we've got uh, on the games front we've got Homefront, um, THQ's uh, far right fantasy of uh, <laughs> North Korea taking over America, written yeah. by um, oh what's his John face? Milius. John Milius, a really objectionable little man, John Milius. Uh, is it a sequel to Red Dawn or something? It, it is a spiritual successor to yeah. Red Dawn. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Really? Yeah. Well, so from what we've seen of it, it looks quite entertaining. Yeah, it's, it's got kind of a detestable premise, uh, and um, why? Yeah, why? Because it's just that strange far-right fantasy of that horrible little man. What? John Milius. Why is it? Because it's just, it's a very, it's a very patriotic game. Um, and it's... What's wrong uh, with being patriotic? I love my country. Some, it just, it just, to me, it just sits a bit uncomfortably with me. Yeah. The premise of it, yeah. Get over yourself. You're a bit, you're a bit of a woolly liberal, aren't you? I am, You're yeah. a bit, bit wet. Uh, but it's... Go back um, to smoking your daffodils. <laughs> it's supposed to have quite a good but short campaign, just under five hours. What yeah. sort of game are we looking at? First person shooter, the multiplayer. Because right. there aren't enough of those, Tom. No. no. The multiplayer, however, does look really good. I've spent some time playing the multiplayer. Can you forget about all the uh, the political premise if you play the multiplayer? Then can you? Yeah, because I can be the Koreans then, and that's more fun that way. <laughs> um, no, it's it's depiction of the thing. It's depiction of Koreans is unbelievable. It's like really, 
Yeah, it's really horrible. Um, In what way? You can't just leave us hanging there. Why is it horrible? Is it racial stereotypes? Racial stereotypes and just horrible horrible crass caricatures. (laughs) Yeah, we're not ones talking this podcast, are we? (laughs) The the caricatures are really, really, really crass and really... um, And it's just not particularly subtle the way it's done. It's just full of loads of... um, it's, horrible stereotypes. It kind of sounds like it, if it was set in the UK, it'd be Dad's Army, the video game. Mm. That would be good. I'd play that. Would you? Yeah. I'd like that. Actually. Hopefully it's got a bit idea. more action than Dad's Army. The multiplayer, however, Wait. is a really good mix of uh, Call of Duty and Battlefield Bad Company. So I quite enjoyed that. Oh, good. Um, Motorstorm Apocalypse is also out next week. Yeah, but I don't like that game because of the way it represents cars. Yeah. It is pretty. It's pretty objectionable to people uh, in Christchurch. So many mud flaps. It's disgusting. Uh, I don't like most on apocalypse. Am I allowed to say that? We well, can say whatever you want. If you don't like it, the you reviews like going it. live on Friday. Yeah. Are you reviewing it? it? No. no. Okay. Um, yeah, I played bits of it. Uh, mm. It's more of the same. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just, it just, there's a lot of better arcade races out there for me I think that's part of the problem is that Motorstorm was great when it came out when PS3 launched four years ago however long it was but things have moved on mm-hmm. but the series it still felt like I was playing the same game with the same cars and obviously they've done a lot more with the tracks but I've actually found that a little bit annoying at times is that if I'm driving along and I've got a clear road ahead of me and then suddenly a fucking tower block falls in front of me I actually find that quite annoying yeah, I'd rather and play... Not a game challenge. I'd rather play Blur. <laughs> Just imagine the apocalypse coming and Alex going, oh, this is really annoying. Yeah, but <laughs> if, if the apocalypse is coming, I'm probably not going to be driving a, a dune buggy down Manhattan or something like that, am I? I thought so. There'd I'll, be no flights for a start. How would you I'll get out I'll just be running around going, this is annoying. Fuck it. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Shitting yourself. Finally, yes. we have Shogun 2 Total War. I hate the way it depicts Shoguns. It is horrible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And is it really total war, or is it just a, a part of war? Of war? <laughs> it, it's all of Japan. Yeah. Oh, that's so racist. As if they always fight. Um, <laughs> it's supposed to be quite good. Is it? Oh, so you like that? You, you, you know, yeah. you've just got different standards. Oh, I don't know where this is going. Neither do I. But anyway, scary, which one it? would you buy if you had to spend some money mine? Um, I would if I had a PC powerful enough to play. I'd play Shogun. There you go. Done. I'd go home front. Yeah? Yeah. Because I'm terribly racist. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not. I just like shooting games. Is yeah. Kim Jong-il in it? He, uh, I think he is, yeah. Oh, so no but way. It's his son. It's his son, it's his son Kim, Jong, uh, Kim Jong-un, who um, is the leader in it. No way. Really? We do have an interesting... Because it's set in the future? Yeah, it's set in 2015, so, or maybe yeah. beyond that. We've got an interesting feature up on the site at the moment, actually, talking to um, some military advisors and that about if home front could ever actually happen. And? And yes, it possibly could. Right. Mm. Well, of course it could. How many Korean, North Koreans are there? Millions. <laughs> so what kind of question is that? Well, there's got to be more Americans, surely. And also the interesting point, and there was obviously North, uh, North America is actually the most heavily armed place in the world. So if you ever tried to invade North America, you wouldn't get that far. Cause North everyone, Korea? If North Korea ever tried to invade North America, they wouldn't get that far because everyone's got guns. In In... North America. Right. You confused <laughs> me because you said North America, North Korea, North Korea, North America. I understood, America, yeah. I understood what you were saying. No, you didn't make any Take sense. Take his microphone off him. Yeah. No, sure. I'm talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know what movie's coming out? Yes. Not really. No, no, me neither. There's actually not a great deal coming out next week. Uh, Matthew McConaughey in Lincoln Lawyer. I've read the book. The book's really good. Apparently the book's really good. Yeah. yeah Who he's... directed that? Is that directed by someone interesting or is that... I don't know. I can't even be that bothered to find out, but... um. 
What yeah. kind of actually, we started off this podcast so lively, and now looking, I can't to let, find let out. Let me find out. But anyway, it's got Matthew. Doesn't he always play lawyers? Yeah, um, like mostly lawyers. He's, I don't uh, like his face. I don't like his him. nose is too thin, isn't it? I don't like you. Um, what? I don't like you. Um, God. So yeah, that looks a bit boring. Uh, and then there is a movie called Submarine coming out, which is Richard Ioad directing, who's the guy from IT Crowd. And what's the other thing he used to do? Dark Place. Oh, Dark Place. Garth Marenghi's Dark, Dark, Dark Place. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, so he's made his directorial debut, which by most accounts is pretty good. But yeah. mine, you, you, you have your doubts. I don't. It's just because I used to kind of know the guy who wrote it. That's all. Who? And Joe Dunthorne. But uh, it's it's um, it looks like. It's very much like a, a British Wes Anderson kind of film. And it's been reviewing really well. It does look it does look really good. One person who told me they hated it was ex-Rotten Tomatoes editor Joe Uticci, which leads me to believe that I'll love it if he yeah, hates it. Yeah. Because he's a bit of a moron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, Joe. He you don't listen, so I don't know why I'm telling you this. Um, but then the movie of the week has got to be Another Hood, which is looks like probably the worst British movie I've ever seen coming to a cinema. Probably the biggest name in it is Richard Blackwood. So oh. why is this? So it's kind of like a spoof oh, no. adulthood. Oh, oh no, you're joking. No, no. That's, really, that's, like, that's kind of the idea. Like scary movie that. and all that kind of shit. I don't think it's quite as extreme oh. as a spoof as that, right. but that's the kind of impression that I got. Is he going to try to be a British kind of Wayans Brothers then, is he? Is this, he is I don't Richard think he Black plays a main role in it, but he was the biggest name that I could find oh. in it. But honestly, you see the trailer and I was just like, seriously, has someone spent money making this movie? But you know what? It'll probably do well. You think so? That's a shame. You know, there's... Yeah, I'm gonna zip it, but the kind of morons that go to the cinema will probably lap it up. I went to see yeah. Adulthood when it came out. And is it any good? Yeah, it is. And a fight broke out in the really? cinema. Yeah. What? Yeah, a fight broke out because obviously the kind of kids that went to see Adulthood are the yeah. kind of kids that are in Adulthood. Yeah. And they just fight. Wow. Feral fuckers just having a fight. What um, did you do? Did you zap them with a the cattle prod? No, nah, I just sat there and watched. <laughs> it's quite entertaining. <laughs> Like I an old man stew with a cut of in the cinema. I just see him back in <laughs> Any yeah, any fucker who gets their phone out or anything, just prod him. Just prod him. My mate was in the cinema and some youth started smoking. Some youth. Some youth. Yeah. Really disgusting. Yeah. Well, I used to the cinema I used to work in. They used to have smoking on the balcony still when I was working there. And they used to um, I must have, that was, what, it was my my first night ever work. The nineteen fifties. No, it was only. <laughs> and so Good they used night, to, sweetheart. You first night work, I was ushering on the balcony, and someone asked me if it's still okay to smoke spliffs on the balcony, and so I had to ask the manager. <laughs> you <laughs> it was. Had to, it was okay. <laughs> to ask the manager. It's, it's okay spliffs. to smoke spliffs on the balcony. Yeah, it used to be okay to smoke spliffs on the balcony. What the fuck cinema was this? York's and Brighton, fantastic cinema. A bit, right. bit higher, Alex. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> My balls have retracted. Uh, so obviously, another hood. That's your pick of the week, then, Tom. Uh, no, avoid the cinema at all costs this week. And if you go, go see Submarine, I guess. There, there you go. Enough. Moving on, uh, listener feedback. Rotto, who's got the first? Got piece some feedback, feedback from uh, last week's live podcast. It's, uh, it's some nice feedback from David Binmore uh, saying, "A great job with live podcasts." Um, and quite disconcertingly, he adds that it's the best wank material he's had in a while. <laughs> My God, that's, nice. that's disturbing. But if you could let us know uh, which one of us you um, rubbed one out Which was the money yeah. shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be much appreciated. Matthew Who's, Williams. Whose face was the target? I'm guessing it's Tom. Not me. With his which I'm pleased long about. Mm, something to mop it up with. And his feminine neck. Because <laughs> 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 I, I, I sit behind you, Alex, I often turn around and see you staring at my neck and I always wonder what I'm you're thinking. I'm very close to blowing kisses to it a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Matthew Williams has written in with some uh, artwork for us. He is, says he he was the guy that sent in the picture with T Rex eating Dan. He yeah. said that also that the live show was awesome. So thank you, Matthew. Uh, he's made another one of Dan, and this one's him being eaten by Jaws while eating a pie. I thought I had to tell you what he's eating, as it looks like he has a turd in his hands. Hmm. Does that shit like a turd? But there you go. What is it in his hands? A uh, pie. It looks like oh, a little. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a little uh, pork pie, isn't it? By the look of it. His balls are going to get a salmon. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> why, why is Dan a floating penis? Um, I don't know. Or is that just the general question that needs answering? <laughs> it's why is Dan such a floating penis? Answers on a postcard, please. <laughs> um, I've got uh, an email from James Reed Withar uh, talking about lookalikes from last week. Uh, he says, Martin looks like he's been inspired by Matt Cardell. So I don't know if that's... Like, when you're at your desk, you have a little picture of him. When you need a little moment of inspiration, you just look at the beardy singer and uh, off you go. So. I have my, my dressing table at home. It's just, it's just lined with photos of him. Yeah. <laughs> you do look like that O2 goat man. It's quite staggering how, how somebody you are. Um, <laughs> actually, his thighs actually look like mine, if you've ever seen yeah. my thighs. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I've never seen you in shorts. And I've never seen you without your shoes on, so you've probably got hoofs. <laughs> um, uh, he's also, uh, he says, Tom, uh, Tom, it was a hard one. What's Ooh. this? <laughs> hey. So, okay, so he's, to- oh, he's talking about your lookalike. Right. Um, he suggests uh, James May, which I think is a bit <laughs> of a cuss. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I'll really? tell you that. I can see that as well. Yeah, totally. Like the Top, so, top Gear prequel. But it, well, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. says James May when he was 20 years old, which again, I think 20 years old. That'd be a yeah, great yeah. idea. Like yeah. we did yeah, first for the Summer Wine, they should do a Top Gear prequel series of all yeah. those kids when they're when they're um, like joyriding and stuff. And this thing just is in school wearing his helmet. Yeah. Um, I've actually been told I've looked like Jeremy Clarkson before, so I think James May's a step up. Who on earth said that? And I hope you punched him in the windpipe. Yeah, I did. Good. Um, but anyway, he said uh, in the early days of Tom Butler, uh, this obviously I'm guessing when you first appeared on the site, you thought you had a bit of a boy band vibe to you. Huh. I don't know where this is going. I don't and, know now, and now it's gone, obviously. <laughs> uh, Scott Mackey says, from a certain distance, uh, Chris looks like a young Harry Shear. Now, I don't know who Harry, Harry Shearer, Shearer is. I yeah. think he means, because uh, uh, okay. he was in Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, Definitely. I think that as well. Uh, so from a distance, does he mean like miles away or does he actually mean like when you can see him? I don't know because I don't uh, know who he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, take a seat. It's a bit of a long one. Uh, I'll get through it as quick as I can though. Uh, and this is from uh, Tom. Just says Tom. It's not you, Tom. It's a different Tom though, Tom. Uh, me and some friends watched the live stream on Saturday. Anyway, uh, we got a taxi into town and we were talking about white dog shit and that we had seen <laughs> some a few years ago. The taxi driver chirped in and said, it's from the chalk in dog food. And one of my friends commented, Soz Stewart. The taxi driver turned around and just said, Martin Robinson. I'm guessing to see if we recognise the name. We looked at the taxi driver in shock. He then told us how he'd been listening to the live stream in his taxi. Get out. Then, then he went on to. <laughs> then this taxi driver went on to say that Dan Kilby is a fucking bumbling idiot. I tried to defend Dan, but I couldn't think of anything good. Sorry, Dan. Anyway, long story short, we had a good chat about games and IGN, and the driver looked strikingly like a Muslim Martin Robinson. His words, not mine. But just oh a shout God. out to the taxi driver in Leeds. That's insane. That's brilliant. I don't know if he's made that up or not, but it's a brilliant story. Wow. That can't be true. How do you listen to the podcast? I know, obviously, we're going to be giving away two copies of Kirby to the best bits of feedback, but um, whether he's angling for that, but... Um, that is a good story. That is That's a good, a good story. story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got some uh, feedback from Luke Frolic. That's a lovely name, isn't it? Yeah. 
(laughs) (laughs) Moving on. He says, great job on the 75th uh, video episode. Um, And going to, as for movies, uh, we've watched the most. His dad's had a decent VHS collection. I used to have an amazing VHS collection. It's such a waste. Yeah. Yeah. Such a massive waste. Um, So it's probably fairly even with Batman, Return of a Jedi, Raids of a Lost Ark, Roger Rabbit and Stand By Me all up there. That's a pretty good list of films to be obsessed with. Uh, he knows all the lines from them and ruins some of the tapes from watching uh, watching them so much. Um, he's also got a question for us. Was there a specific movie or game that we watched or played that really got us hooked on the medium? Oh, interesting. That's a good question. Mm. Funnily enough, I would say that I first got interested, it may, really interested in films from reading Empire Magazine. Mm. And the mm. first a copy of Empire Magazine that I bought, it's a long time ago, well, it's not that long ago, was there for Matrix 2. It had Matrix 2 on the front cover and I was just like, wow, I didn't realise this was happening and that 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 really got me interested in film media yes because with me as well like, I, to, uh, to be honest i used to read more about video games i used to play them and so i used to it was brought up on cvg and me machine sega yeah um and that's what really got me into them but the actual game i think that first got me properly assessed with games was probably uh jeff Cramon's grand prix which i mm. adored so much that i used to write a little newspaper around my little races Aww. did, did you? you yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> I, do, I used to join i used to do Practice on Friday, qualifying on Saturday, race on Sunday, full length each one. Really? And then during the week, I'd make a little newspaper of what happened. Oh, still oh do my that, God. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, sitting there, there commentating to, to your yeah. missus. There's a copy of that down in the charity shop down near where I live just the other day. That's absolutely I should, fantastic. I should game. get it for you. Um, what, a copy probably, of Martin's newspaper? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome, <laughs> wouldn't it? I think gaming wise, mine would, would have been Jetpack on Spectrum. That was the first one I got absolutely obsessed with. I just used to play that every day. I used to absolutely love it. And it was such a simple game, but it just—it was just so constantly playable. And film-wise, I always loved films ever since I was a kid. And my parents bought me a little standard eight projector when I was like six. Mm. Just used to thread little short films in. But I think the first film that made me really stop and think about how amazing films could be probably was Reservoir Dogs. Mm. I remember, which I would have been like, you know, early 20s. My, but that's kind of when I first sat back and thought, there's something really interesting going on here. This is something amazingly different. Mm. Totally hooked me. In my film was Jaws, which I guess is a fairly standard one, but it's just I was just obsessed with that film. I watched it, I just watched it like once, or, good, uh, once a month, I guess, really? about a year. But did you like it because of the story it was telling or because of the way it was shot and all the kind of stuff that goes into it? Everything about it, just the way it had built up with this awesome mythology and it's just um, Mm. about men being men. Lovely film. Yes. There you go. Dungeon Master was my game on the ST. Amazing game. Yeah. Amazing game. game. I'd say game-wise, I'd Spectrum, I used to play a lot of Jet Set Willy. I was obsessed with Jet Set Willy. Yeah. That was amazing. Because I, I never had a Spectrum or a C64. My mates did. We used to play Daily Thompsons all the time. And then the, the Dizzy games as well. I used to love them on the Amiga, Dizzy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's did you um, did you uh, ever like uh, make maps when you were playing Dungeon Master? Yeah, because that's yeah, because it was almost kind of a sociable game. I remember having that on the ST and having some mates around, and like one of us would kind of play the game for a bit, and the other one would map it, and then we'd swap over and take yeah. it in turns. It like, was... like graph paper or paper with squares on yeah. was was a mainstay for sort of video gaming back then. You <laughs> yeah. had to have that shit. <laughs> it didn't come with a map. You had to make it yourself. <laughs> You kids, you don't know how easy you've got it these days. Uh, I've got a bit of listener feedback from uh, Michael Gorf. Sorry, no, this is from Brendan Rundle. He says, first off, uh, thanks off, thanks for putting on that great event at View on Tuesday night. Myself and my best mate Michael Gorf really enjoyed ourselves. Um, he says, I don't think I've ever heard you guys talking about stand-up comedy. Do you watch and or like it? 
Um, it's my go-to DVD when I'm ill and want something to lift my spirits. Hmm. Oh, Mr. Man, I don't really watch that much stand-up comedy. I think it's a phase of going to see live comedy and saw quite a few cool people, mm. but in terms of popping on a DVD... Week. I used to love it. My, uh, my, an old flatmate of mine used to run a comedy night um, in Greenwich, so I used to get to see all the greats. There's some great stand-up comics. It's, great. Mm. it's a great way to spend a Sunday evening. I think the problem with stand-up comedy is that unless you know if you're really in with that sort of thing is you probably just know junglers and places like that and maybe they're not the best places just to go. There was a place where I uh, I used to live downstairs at a pub that used to do good comedy nights but again I don't live there anymore. Well, so if anyone's really in South East London I'd recommend Sunday Special uh, uh, up the creek or if you're in London I'd recommend my friend's night Invisible Dot Club on Monday nights in Camden. Ah, excellent. There we you should go. go. We should go one night. Yeah. We should all go to a comedy club one Definitely. night. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I've got an email from Sammy Ozturk who says, uh, thanks for an awesome Tuesday night. I think you must have done some uh, extracurricular activities there, Tom. Uh, But he says, uh, you guys have cost me 200 quid because I can't avoid getting sucked into 3DS hype. Uh, this is obviously the BAFTA view event he's talking about. Uh, playing Motorstorm on a cinema screen was nuts with a Z. Uh, I was sad, li- sad like Dan when I came home with no choice but to play on my puny 40 inch telly. So just wondering how much we would pay to play games with a cinema project- projector. I don't know. I haven't actually played games on the cinema. So I've, I don't tried, know. I've told this story loads of times before, but I, when I was a projectionist, I used to have a projector, a yeah. digital one, which I can plug my 360 into. So I paid nothing, and it's incredible. Mm. But would so if you were a consumer, would you pay to go and play games on a big screen like that? How would that work? Because you'd have to hire out the entire screen, wouldn't you? I think that's the problem: is you would have to you would have to pay the cinema to hire the the screen, and they also have to have the setup to be able to do it. So it would cost you an absolute fortune. But you'd also, unless it was some kind of shared event. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, but well, you're there's right. nothing more boring than sitting around watching someone else play a video game. But that's the problem, yeah. is if you're in a cinema screen and you've got uh, 100 seats or something, there's only one person then there's only one, the game, two, yeah. three, maybe four at a push who can play at the same yeah. time. Yeah, so yeah. there's got to be a good way of figuring that out. But yeah. I'm sure View seem to be really onto gaming on the big screen, so maybe they'll figure out a good way of doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, this is probably one for you, Alex. Alex. This is uh, from uh, Finley Hall. He says, uh, hi, IGN. I stopped playing my PSP, and I'm looking for a good game to get started again. What games would you recommend? Uh, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, if you haven't played that. Mm-hmm. Um, Patapon, because he doesn't say how long ago he stopped playing it, but Patapon is an awesome PSP game. Uh, and any of the God of Wars, they're all what, good. What's, what's Patapon? Pon, pon, Patapon. I didn't ask you to sing it. It's a strategy game uh, crossed with uh, rhythm action. Very interesting. I'd also recommend Final Fantasy Tactics. You can pick it up really cheap, and it's one of the most amazing entries in the Final Fantasy series. Cool, there you go, Finley. Hope that helps. And Passbond has also got one of the most mesmerising soundtracks to any game. Okay. I, that's why I literally walk around going, pon, pon, pa, pon. <laughs> Chris McCree writes in with a, a charming question. Um, just quite simply, what do us guys think about cats? <laughs> what? About cats? <laughs> I'm a dog person. Well, they uh, they never used to, but now they make me sneeze. Oh, it's a sad story. I love cats. I'm a huge cat fan. Yeah. Right. In fact, it upset me that in uh, Nintendo Plus Cats, the cats are merely just a little side An addition. Show. An addendum. Yeah. yeah. Almost. Well, yeah. I think it's quite cool, though, because if obviously Nintendo you play with dogs or something, the cats you have literally no control over. They just show up when, whenever they want and then just fuck off whenever they want to. <laughs> just like cats in real life. That's pretty cool. <laughs> also... Like you can, I well, I can probably name quite a few breeds of dog. I can't name any breeds of cat. British blue. Anyone cats else? Are, cats are all over the internet, so aren't they? What's the, what's the big obsession with cats on the internet? Just cats. Have you ever Sorry. had a cat? <laughs> yeah, I've they had just cats sound like rugs. Cats are incredible. 
Cats are just the yeah, best thing cats on this earth. They're wonderful, They're wonderful, wonderful they? creatures. I can't stand lolcats. Lolcats are the second best creatures on this oh, earth. You What's idiot. wrong with lolcats? It's, just, it's so over it. Okay. It's not funny. Fair enough. Oh, here's a cat playing a piano. <laughs> That is pretty funny. <laughs> made me yeah. Jesus Christ. There you go. That's what we think of cats. Maybe we should do Lol Simmons, where it's just pictures of Alex playing a piano. That would be great. Yes. Can I have a cheeseburger? That would be it. That's what we could call it. Oh, this apocalypse is annoying me. <laughs> <laughs> I get that reference. I don't get the cheeseburger reference. Well, that's the Lol, lol Cats thing. I can have cheeseburger. Yeah. Oh, is it? Uh, see, I don't care. Right, I've got an email from Gareth Levenston who says, uh, I want to get your thoughts on the recent iPad 2 announcement, more specifically in relation to the updated iMovie app. Um, do you think it's right or fair of Apple to bring out the iMovie app less than 12 months after the UK launched the original iPad and only have it work for iPad 2? Not uh, really, but... I guess it's the tie-in with the camera. You've got to get, give them a camera. You've got to give them true. something to do with it. Actually, yeah, yeah good point. Yeah. Uh, so, but, uh, you know, you, you'll... You'll always get stiffed if you're an, if you're an early adopter. Yeah. You'll always get get shafted, won't you? Yeah. Well, if you're a late adopter, but not late enough to get the new one and about two weeks before they do anyone stuff. Like, like That's you your did. own fault. Yeah. And to be honest, you could have done something about it, but you're too lazy to do it. So Fair I have enough. no sympathy for you. Moving on. Anyway, he hasn't finished his email. He says, uh, I think it's shit to have paid so much for a piece of kit only for the manufacturer to start uh, make it obsolete less than 12 months later. That's what Apple does every single on everything. iPhone is out of date uh, a year later, if not sooner. So it's, it's hardly a surprise, is it? Not really. Anyway, there you go. I don't think, Alex, are you an Apple fanboy or, or not really? Uh, I used to be much more of an Apple fanboy, but I just find that it's they're overpriced. Do you find their marketing quite cynical now? No, just, no, no, no. no. It's, it's literally a price thing. Right. Like I would love to buy a Mac, uh, uh, MacBook Pro but I can't justify spending £1,200 when um, you when can pick a up a PC. £600 Samsung yeah. with the same spec would Exactly. Do. But it's not silver. Yeah, that's my point. Like, and also it would crash after about six months. Every well, day. not if you know what the shit you're doing with a PC. Yeah. Like my, maybe that's my the, maybe that is crashes. the point. You either know what you're doing with a PC, so mm. you buy a PC, or if you don't know what you're doing with a PC, you buy a Mac. Yeah, because it, every step of the yeah way. but you see, that annoys me. Things like... You know, because I've just I, I I've just got a small little network server at home, and trying to get my MacBook to work with iTunes and iPhoto mm. across a network is fucking impossible. It mm. just doesn't work most of the time. It's really annoying. Middle class concerns, Stu. I'm afraid. <laughs> oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I've got some feedback here from Alex Wood. He says, my name is Alex and I'm from the States. I'll be in London from March 17th through to March 20th. I was curious if there were any IGN UK events that might be happening that weekend. If not, any events, any cool places that to visit would be gladly appreciated. If you're here at the weekend, March 17th and March 20th, we'll all be at home. Yeah. yeah. I'm afraid. Sorry, mate. Otherwise, we'd say pop by the office and have a, have a cup of tea with us. Mm. Pop by the office. But we won't be we there. Won't be here. We won't be allowed in. You can right. say to the security guards through the window. things to do and see, I, I would recommend just get a map and walk everywhere. Because a lot of people come to London and make the mistake of jumping on the tube to go everywhere. Yeah. Whereas if you walk everywhere, you will see so much cool stuff. And also, it's 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 actually I think easier to get around London by by foot than it is on yeah, tube. Yeah. Quite, the actual part of London you want to see is quite small. Yeah. Yeah. Take take, take take a walk from the city. I would go if you're in the city, go up to the top of Monument because that's amazing. Then take a walk across Tower Bridge. Take a walk along the South Bank, and yeah. that'll take yeah, you all the way to Houses of Parliament. Yeah. yeah. Hit Houses of Parliament. Go to St James's Park. See Buckingham Palace. Job done. 
Yeah, Bob's in good London, done. Hit, hit Bodine's for <laughs> some uh, American-style ribs, yeah. and, you're, and you're happy, you man. You make a great tour guide, Tom. Bosh. I'd Bish buy a bar. ticket Bosh. from you. Very short tour, though. <laughs> yeah. That's it, it's done. Finally, just before we go, uh, this is a bit of help, actually. Stuart Oswald says, I'd like to know what the RSS address is for your IGN UK podcast, because he doesn't use iTunes, and the player I got needs an RSS address. Do you know what an RSS address is, Tom? No. Oh, so you don't know what it is? Uh, you can find it out on the site though if you go onto the podcast page on IGN I'm sure there's an RSS uh, link in there so I'm sure if yeah. you click if you search IGN you, uh, I, sorry IGN podcast in Google there, it takes you to a podcast page which I imagine you'll be able to get it yeah. there from okay, I, cool. I must admit don't know off the top of my head hope that helps Stuart phew use Google that's Any- an exhaustive amount of feedback that, that this week an awful lot of uh, listener feedback yeah so we need to give two people copies of the Kirby game so I'm, I'm going to say that the guy who sent in the picture of Dan being eaten by a shark deserves a copy of Kirby's Epic Yarns so that's you Matthew Williams Winnie and up. the guy with the fake taxi story which might not be fake I've lost it there it is yeah uh, uh, yes which is uh, Tom 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 Tom, 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 Tom and Matthew, send us another email to <coughs> IGN UK feedback with your address and we will send you a copy of Kirby's Epic Yarn for Wii, which is awesome. Woo, yay. So next week, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> John Merrick is in the room, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me in, <laughs> So next week, we're going to have the uh, the um, Game Changer winners in the we podcast. Are. That's How the idea. How exciting is that? Are yeah. actually going to be in the podcast? Yeah. yeah. So Holy moly. Thousands apply. Applied. Only two went through and won. <laughs> and they'll be on the podcast next week. So, brilliant. Oh, that's exciting. Looking yeah. forward to that. It is exciting. Cool. So, well, anything right. else happening next week? No, just buy tickets for Kapow. And uh, yeah, watch The Bafters on yeah. IGN next Wednesday, 8pm. And so. give us your feedback. IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. Absolutely. If Thanks. You want to follow us on Twitter, we're at twitter.com forward slash team IGN UK. Or Facebook. You, or Facebook. Which is facebook.com forward slash team IGN UK let's, uh, for, let's pimp out our Twitters as well because we get a lot of people asking what I was just our about to say, Twitters are I've just joined Twitter so follow me twitter.com slash Alex IGN UK mine is forward slash Tom Butler which is T-H-O-M-B-U-T-L-E-R mine is forward slash Vix underscore Viper and uh, Stuart's on, not on Twitter uh, you can f- contact me via Telex yes or, or send a stamped addressed envelope <laughs> to the office and he'll reply. And on that note. Yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, listeners, thank you, uh, as always, for listening. Please give us some uh, nice comments on iTunes if you can. And uh, we'll be back same time next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.